Onyx Vale, Saints and Sinners. And welcome back for part two. All right, so we're back. So uh, you rolled a four and a five, that is correct? Mm-hmm. All right, so you see the gun kind of waver a little bit, and she goes... And you see it finally just drop to her side. And she goes, I have your word that you'll kill him. You do. This world will not be safe if I don't take him with me. You know, he's waiting for you. Oh, I I got his invitation. And I don't want to be rude. So I'm here to answer. She nods and she goes, you want me to take the kid? Take him back to the recluse. She goes, if I were to take him back anywhere else, I'd probably be dead. True. I don't have exactly a lot of friends at the moment. Well, this would definitely be a step in the right direction then. It's never too late, my dear. I always spoken like a man who knew what to say when they're dying. <laughs> That's been my reality for the, the longest time, it feels. She walks over and she does so. She does a quick motion, basically cutting Thomas loose on both sides. And she goes, you know, it's a shame. You were quite the thrilling partner to work against. Careful. I might come back and haunt you. I'd rather you not. Fair. You'll be alright, Sally. She nods and she uh, hoists uh, Thomas onto one hand, who's unconscious currently, and uh, basically starts ushering him out. Sally. And I'm she turns. I'm sorry I couldn't offer you anything more. She goes, You could only offer me the game. And the game was all I ever needed. Hmm. And with that, she uh, turns and walks out. And congratulations, you successfully defused what would have been the bomb. Governor don't know that yet. <laughs> And, yeah, so you, you head further up? Yes, I have a date with Destiny. All right, so as you head further up and everything. And so you head up, and basically you're going up to what? where is the observation deck area of the dam. And as you do so, you can find can feel kind of the wind coming through, and you notice that, one, because of how it's about to storm and everything, it has gotten very windy up here. And as you open the door, you see the figure of Governor Bordeaux just standing, watching the city, facing away from you. So I think he waltzes in. He's got his cloak that has the bread loaf embroidered on it. Yay. And goes... Governor, I got your summons and figured I'd answer. And he goes, 
You just, you don't respond immediately. And he goes, You know, I must thank you. Oh? For it has been truly enlightening to find my equal. Well, I appreciate the sentiment. Mel, you didn't call me up here for a social call, so why did you summon me? And he goes, This whole time we've been more or less having a battle of the mind. You trying to figure out my plan and I trying to stay one step ahead of you. We're gentlemen of intellect, are we not? Truly. The battle of the mind is the greatest battlefield. Well, let's solve it that way then. And you notice that there's a table in front of you. There's two chairs. And you notice that there's a chessboard on the table. And uh, you also notice that this is actually in real life as well. We're going to be playing chess in real time. Spectacular. So, uh, he sits down and he goes, white or black, your option. I always did prefer to go first. By all means. So, but first things first, Governor, as gentlemen, I think we need to come to an agreement. And he sticks his hand out. And he goes, I'd like to shake the hand of an equal. Here's the agreement. I win. You go away. No bomb. No cleansing flood. You win. I'll help you push the button myself. Are we clear? And while this deal is happening, Archibon is using ghost contract. So if the governor does not fulfill his part and I don't fulfill mine, he will take level three harm cursed. Okay. <laughs> Are we clear? Indubitably. I shake. We sit down. And so he sits and goes, after you. All right, well... I think to kick things off, it's nice to start very slowly. Pawn to e4. Pawn to e5. Hmm. And we are going to move to another person in the meantime. So, uh, let's see here. <laughs> uh, let's check in with Abner. Cool. So, Abner, everybody has arrived and everything, and uh, you've also noticed that the, uh, basically, Ben Kearns has also arrived and is getting his note card settled in, and you hear the introductions begin. Belvedere goes uh, to you and goes, all right, you've got this, just focus on that. Anything you need me to do? Uh, keep an eye on both of the boxes that have the city council members. And did you hear anything about uh, what those things following my mother were? Well, uh, they didn't let me too close, but I did notice they all had the same. They all looked the same and everything, uh, but none of them allowed me to, like, touch them. Interesting. Uh, how close is my mom? She's on the other side of the stage. Damn it. All right. I was going to swear. 
It's going to do a swear. <laughs> I'm going to cuss real loud. <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah, no, I'm good. I, I'm ready. Let's All right. And so he goes, and you hear from out there and goes, Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Ben Kearns, and we are going to start off our moderation today. Now we have people from the audience who are going to be asking questions today, and I will be moderating both of the candidates during their time. They're going to have a minute and a half each to answer any questions that they might have. Now, this is going to be a very interesting debate, because this is the first ever time that we've had a mother and a son running for the same spot. But first, let me introduce... Abner Lutman. I'm going to walk on stage very proud, as obviously I, I would, uh, waving to everybody. All right. And then... Uh, so actually, I think right here... Can I use a flashback? Yeah. I think as Abner like puts it in his pocket, he sees something very familiar with a note attached to it. And he's going to pull out that special device and, said, and says... Uh, You'd be surprised what money can get you these days, A.W. Aww. Um, I, I, I think I'll look at it and I'll uh, just quietly to myself, oh, bread loaf. And then I'll, I'll shove it back in my pocket. All right. And so then, uh, you know what I've noticed that we've gone this whole time? We've been calling your mother your mother. We don't actually have a name. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> your mother Lumen. Um, right. Uh huh. <laughs> I got. I was about to say there might be one in my. I don't have access to my no, full character. Name. We're, I got a name for it, so it's okay. Great. And it goes. <laughs> and <bitch>. now, <laughs> for Abner Lumen's mother, Adriana Lumen. And so she walks out, and she, once again, looking like she's gliding very pristine. And approaches the podium. And so you hear Ben Kearns go, The two uh, debaters will come down to the stage and shake hands. I almost feel like there's a guy in the back who's like, I don't think she's got any feet. (laughs) (laughs) Some other person's like, Dude, shut up. (laughs) Do not embarrass me. Sorry. Uh... You know, yeah, Abner will walk down and he, he will extend his hand uh, to his mother and just, best of luck to you, mother. And she goes, she reaches out, grabs your hand and goes, no matter what, I'll be proud of you. I'm sure you will. And I'm going to pull my <laughs> hand away quickly. I was waiting for the limp fish. Just <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you guys return back to your sides and goes, and, uh, Bert, ben Kearns is going to go, all right, so now we're going to send it to our audience. Uh, I believe the first person, that name was, uh, oh, yes, what was your name? And he points to a person in the audience. and uh, Oh, uh, Wilhelm. All right, Wilhelm, and what is your first question for the candidates? Oh, well, well, we'll start simple. Uh, why should people vote for you? First. And so <laughs> uh, you hear Ben Kearns go, Fantastic question. Uh, Mr. Lumen, I'll allow you to go first. You have a minute. Obviously, there are many reasons to vote for either of us. But if you want somebody that is here to help you, help the people, well, then I am the obvious choice. By all means, my my friends and I have done nothing but help this city. 
And uh, Ben Kearns go, do you yield the rest of your time? I do. And so Ben Kearns goes, all right, Ms. Lumen, it is your turn. And Ms. Lumen goes, I believe that I've seen a perspective of a city that will really and truly help it to revitalize and start anew. My son talks about how much good he's done the city, but yet the city is in a shootout as we speak. No further, I yield my time. I'm sure you've gotten an interesting perspective from the outside of the city, mother. And so she goes, I am not outside the city. I'm currently, I've been currently in it this whole time since I ran for election. Since you've ran for election, sure, but previously, in multiple years, um, some significant ones for most of us, where have you been? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear Ken Burns goes, uh, sorry, Mr. Lumen, but uh, as right now, the audience will be asking the questions. Oh, absolutely, my darling little snow puff. I'm sorry. All right, and so... Uh, in the meantime, we're going to go over to Lee. So, Lee, you kind of leave the area of where the orphan fi- orphan fire is going on. And during this time, you're actually hearing the loud sounds of like, doo, doo, doo. and it sounds like a heavy cannon is going off. And as you're kind of running towards the sound of the cannon, you kind of get down to like a general area where kind of like leading into kind of what looks like a market street. And you see that some of the gang members are trying to hold off and advancing two advancing tanks. Um, how far away are these tanks? Like, how f- long is the street? So currently, you're at the end of the street, and the gang members at the are at the other end, and they are in between you. So roughly about 120 feet. I think I'm going to take out my uh, long rifle okay. and try to aim down one of the barrels of the tanks. Okay. Well, currently, you're facing the back of them, so you're not oh, seeing down them. them. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Two in the engine block. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think I would like to still try to do that, except aim for the, uh, the place... Right between the, um, like the, the things moving it forward, and the rest, the one where it holds to the rest of the body. Ah, so like okay. the treads, the treads, yeah. Yes, thank you. All right, yeah, go for it. Desperate, great. But since I don't know, actually, it's not. It's going to be risky standard because, uh, no controlled because really and truly, no one knows you're back there. Got him with the pew pew. Two, three, four. All right. So, uh, successfully, you're able to actually hit it, but it didn't immediately start. It's going to need another good hit, but they do know you're there now. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for cover and then try to take another hit. All right. Try to go. One, one, three. Oh, okay. So, as you do so, uh, one of the runs turns and turns and basically is aiming right at where at the area where you're at. Oh, I I uh I get up and I move. Okay. Uh do me a favor. Uh roll me a finesse. Make sure you drip in it. Make sure it was. Dripping in finesse, Bruno Mars. 
It's it's too late in the night to make a reference. No, it's early in the morning now. Uh-huh. 2-4. All right, 2-4. So with the 4, you're able to basically hop over one of the medians uh, or barricades and everything as you hear the just a loud as it blows apart the building behind you. Uh, yeah, so what are you going to do? I'm going to try to um, get into a side alley and climb up so they don't know where I am. All right. Uh, what skill do you think there should be? Probably a prowl. All right, let's roll a prowl. Uh, six, six, and one. That is a critical success. Nice. So, tell me, what do you do? Um, I scale the building. Uh, that uh, duck into an alley, scale the side of the building, um, and then immediately go to aim with uh, my long gun again. Hopefully. They realize they have turned all the way so that I can see the barrel, and I would like to aim down that barrel. Oh, if sure. I can. I'll even allow you to fire it. Here, let me take it over a little bit. In the... So we see Lee just kind of run down an area and immediately just start tic tacking up the wall as they go because the buildings are really close. As Lee is running and everything, you see them sling their heavy rifle off their back and they kind of enter a prone position, and you see them breathe in. <sighs> As uh, they're trying to capture their breath so they can actually fire the rifle. And we see, as they're doing so, the turning of the uh, barrel of the tank. And as it aims up, they stop. They keep doing it. And then they just go and do in one quick fluid motion shooting down the barrel. And what tell, tell me what happens when you shoot down the barrel. Um, the mechanism that allows another round to go in gets jammed mm-hmm. so that no the one in there cannot get out and no others can get loaded into that that chamber there. All right. And I will allow that since you rolled a crit. So, uh, one of the tanks is at least it's, you know. Disabled. Disabled. And so you still have one more tank left, though. Great. I'm going to shoot at that one, too. All Try right. to do the same thing. Now, is that also trying to face me or is it still facing the crowd of people? That it's still facing the crowd of people. It thought that one person, that tank could take down one person, but obviously it was wrong. Clearly no. <laughs> now, I'm assuming that there's windows on all sides. On the, of the tank? On the tank. So they can see where they're going? Oh, no. There's windows on the back and in the fronts. There's okay. no, none on the sides. Unless somebody actually pops their heads out and look. And am I still on the back side of one of them? You are still on the back side, yep. Wonderful. I would like to aim at one of those windows to try to see if I can hit an operator in there. There you go. Ooh. Two, three, six. With the six, uh, we see kind of like, basically, if you ever played the game Sniper Elite, uh-huh. <laughs> um, we hear those like, as the bullet kind of just goes through the air and immediately you just hear this like the ting of like, as it bounces off and ricochets inside the tank, killing the one person that was near the area where you aimed. Wonderful. Um, at this point, I'm going to tell Jack to survey the area and, um, notify me of other potential threats that I should be aware of. All right. Uh, as of right now, there is none, but, uh, every tank has three operators. You only took out one. And so the tank can't move, but the gun can. So it's currently turning to face you. Great. 
I go down that barrel as well. Roll me another one. Damn. Uh, six, six, six. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what you gonna do about it now? <laughs> well, fuck, you do that. <laughs> so that happens. Um, uh, so yeah, we see the exact same thing happens just again. Um... We'll talk a little bit later since that's the first time I've ever had three sixes. Triple six. So that's going to be something special. Uh, In the meantime, let's jump back to Arkbun. Yeah. And so he goes, you know, I've always wondered. Hmm. Why are Westchester like yourself went into crime? Well, there is something about taking advantage of the little man that... Well, I don't know about you, Governor. I just couldn't sleep at night knowing that a capable man like I was living off the backs of those considered lower than I was. Night half three. But why... Don't you just repeal all your father's money. Live a life of not luxury. You're still benefiting from it. Night to F. Night to C6. Sorry. Well, you see, in order to dismantle something, sometimes you need to be able to operate within that system in order to dismantle it. Pawn to D4. Well, how noble of you. Pawn takes pawn takes pawn D4. (laughs) Noble or truthful, Governor? I'm surprised that you waited this long in order to toy with us, I suppose. Well, I had to make sure every part of my plan went to order. Didn't want to make anything fail too soon. Truly. Truly. Night. Knight to D4, capturing the pawn. Knight to F6. My plan is very intricate, you see. I wanted to make sure that every piece fell into play. You see, I wasn't even too sure of it until I got elected. And saw the city for what it's actually worth. And what is that, pray tell? Do you see the city, what it does to people? It corrupts them. Brings out the worst qualities. And that's why they need cleansed. There ain't no saving this. Well, there's a difference, Governor which is why we're on the opposing sides of the table. You find this city to be a cesspit of corruption. But underneath that, because yes, 
There are things that are a little that are a little backwards. But the sun will shine. There are people out here right now fighting for the survival, fighting for their families, friends, and loved ones in order to see that other day. Night to see six takes the night. He looks down at the board real quick for a second and he goes. So does a rat trying to escape a sinking ship. Pawn take night. C6. We're going to move on to Abner again. He ain't more debates. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it like fluctuates between like super loud, me kind of yelling at my mom, and then just this really quiet, tense moment. Good right. Job. Good. Well done. Thank you. Dynamic. I'm really. I'm actually really proud of this. <laughs> Dynamic. Cool as fuck. This is such cool balance right here. Yeah. Dynamic. Gunfire, debates, and a quiet little chess game to fight over the end of the world. So we hear uh, Ben Kearns go. All right. So we're going to move on to our second question now. Uh, yes, you there in the audience. Tell me what's your name and your question. Uh, hi, my name is Lindsay. Uh, so I don't know too much about either of you. Could you tell me what like your key issues are in this election? Thanks. Mr. Lumen, you can go first. Absolutely, you sweet little puff tart. Um, well, my personal issues stem, as most of yours do as well, in making sure our city stays clean and free of corruption. I believe we've kind of gone a terrible way, and I think it's time to bring our city back to its former glory. And uh, Ben Ben Kearns go, you yield your rest of your time? For now, yes. And so uh, he goes, Ms. Lumen, your turn. And she goes, my issues are this. Crime is running rampant. Our number one most wanted in the city is currently still most wanted. And is committing massive amount of crimes and not have been caught. My goal and stance for that is the capture of the recluse. Thank you. Damn. She coming for your homies. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you know of the recluse? That they are criminals. Murderers. In fact, I do have it here that they killed one of their own. An old man went by the, a bar owner of the milkmaid's jacket and went by the name of Vasily. You can't. Bitch. No. Um, 100%. Um, Abner is going to slam his fist on, a, on the podium and then regain his composure um, and, and turn to her and go, Interesting. Why would they have any interest in killing someone so lovely and dear to them? What have they to gain from it? And she goes... How would I know what criminals think? And that's all you know of the recluse. Some rumor you've concocted here. I think the people deserve honesty. 
And uh, she turns and goes, To the people, I speak nothing but the truth. And how are we to know how good your word is? Simple. These are the same words of the Onyx Vale PD. And you work for them. Well, I have, since my time, I've been doing a lot of conversations to see what we can do to better help them. And I think all of us here would agree that doing more than just speaking to some suit or some man in a uniform or whatnot, what is needed is going out and speaking directly to the people, seeing what they need, helping them hand in hand. And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) You hear Ben Kearns go, Thank you, Mr. Little. We're gonna move on to our next question now. I like him. In the the meantime, we are going to move on to Lee. So, Lee, uh... You are still very much, uh... Sorry, did you take out... Yeah, you took out that other one. I did. And so, as you took out that other one, uh, the rest of the group kind of, like, moved in on that tank. And they immediately surrendered. And so, uh, as you come down from that area, you kind of regroup with them and they go, and uh, one of them looks at you and goes, you must be Hawk. Yep, that's me. What do you need? We're all regrouping south of here. At a place called the Teeth. Sergeant Major Blackwell, apparently... Has taken a lot of people hostage around that area. And says, uh, if anybody but you come out, you'll kill them. Good, he's mine. Yeah. He also has an army with him, too. So, uh, well, I ran into Mal before, and he said, Mal's like, now's the time to rally the troops. Okay. Let's go down there. So you guys... Head off that way, and as you head off that way, uh, you guys approach the teeth, and the teeth is basically kind of like a bar, more or less, but it's one of those like big franchise bars. Think about one of the ones that, like, uh, I say this for those of you who are within the Twin Cities area, think Cowboy Jacks by Target Stadium. One of those areas on the corner, but there's a full patio view that you can see on top of it and everything, and that's definitely a three-story building. Are you about to have a shootout in a saloon? (laughs) (laughs) Western AF. I love it. And, uh, see, I told you there was a little bit to that cowboy stuff. Uh, so, uh, basically, you get there, and you are definitely across the street and everything, and all of your forces are kind of uh, amassing behind you on the bridge, but nobody's taking pot shots at you. And you see Mal's there with a set of binoculars watching. Uh, and he doesn't say anything as you approach. So what do you say? How are, how are things holding up here? And he goes, I mean, we've been giving him a hell of a fight. We are outnumbered, outgunned. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, outwitted, but I mean, we got a lot of spunk. <laughs> of course we do. We grew up here. We know these streets. Hell yeah. You, uh, he takes the, uh, binoculars down and goes, I don't want to give these to you, but do you want to take a look? Yes. 
As you take a look, you find that one of the hostages is Ella. No. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. that from like 10 miles away that wasn't coming. I'm about to say that was that's that's like DM 101. <laughs> like, oh, you have a nice thing? Gimme. Boink. <laughs> I was looking through my character list that I wrote out and I saw her name and I went, oh no. <laughs> She's coming back, I'm sure. Here it is. I was so hoping that she would stay inside her little bookstore. Nope. You see oh. Ella and you see Faust. <laughs> Why has it got to be the librarians? No. And so uh, you see this figure come out, and they are clad in head-to-toe wrought iron armor that's at least three and a half inches thick. Damn. What? Meaning you're not going to shoot them in anything at this time. They could probably withstand a bomb blast is what I'm saying. Hmm. And so you hear them go immediately, you hear them yell, and they're at least 600 yards away, but you hear them clearly, and you just hear, Captain Tyndall! Um, At this point, I'm going to begin walking down there. Pistol in each hand. And uh, before you do that, Mal goes, grabs you by the arm and goes, wait, 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 wait. You are the leader here. These people will follow you, but we have to think this through. Let's hear them out first and then go. She nods. All right. And uh, he goes. And you hear kind of Sergeant Major Blackwell just kind of like he hung on that Captain Tyndall bit because he expected just a gunshot immediately. He goes. Well, I guess you can see what I'm wearing currently. For the longest time, we've been playing this dance. This dance has got to end. Soldier to soldier. You just couldn't ignore the fight, could you? Here's the deal. I'm going to give you ten minutes. If you're not out here fighting me in ten minutes, I'm killing one of the hostages. And, uh, you hear him go quiet, and Mal goes, Alright. I don't know about you, but I think this would be the time for a speech. <laughs> she, she's just gonna nod and go so she's going to go and get up and like the second floor window mm-hmm. or like hoping that there's a balcony in one of these mm-hmm. and get up there and begin to address the crowd um, I don't know if you all heard but that man over there, Sergeant Blackwell. Sergeant Major? Sergeant Major Blackwell. Sergeant Major Blackwell is holding our fellow citizens, our fellow people that we live with, our neighbors, hostage to get at me. 
police have tried to lock me up, they have tried to frame me, and they have tried to silence me. And now they're using you as human shields. We run this city and we are this city. The police are trying to keep us all from exercising our rights and using our voices. And we need to stand up and use those vo our voices. I did not break out of prison multiple times to not scream it from the rooftops that we need to stand together against this corruption and against this hatred for the people that live here. Now I'm gonna walk out there and try to get those hostages out safely. Who else is with me? And with that, you hear a collective <gasps> from the crowd as everybody is uh, with you in that moment. And so what do you do? Um, I am going to uh, rearrange my weapons so that um, two of my blades are more easily accessible. Um, two on the lower uh, half and two on the upper half, okay. just to make sure that uh, if I get the opportunity, I can slide one out and get his neck. All right, fantastic. As well as have both pistols on my hip to... Um, and my hands on them as I walk down. And so fantastic. And as you start walking down, Mal's walking with you and goes, what would you have me do? Stay back. Lead the others. I consider you my second in, second in command, if anything. So uh, make sure that if I go down, everyone else rises up. Yes, ma'am. And uh, he immediately turns and basically... You kind of see him kind of like walk into one of the areas where people are fighting. And he's wearing a long trench coat during the scene. And you see the, long, the trench coat kind of just back as uh, he kind of does a, a one fire and then flips and does the other fire. And it's really cool. It's very Western. <laughs> in the meantime, let's check back in with Archibon. Ta-da! Archie boy. So, just so people know um as of right now let's how many pieces have you lost at this moment how many pieces have i lost looks like about one two two, two a night and a pawn and i think the governor's only lost one let me see nope two as well two, two as well so it's pretty evenly matched at the moment all right and so it goes and so he notices you looking over the city and goes, Things not going your way. Well, we are playing exactly the kind of game that you and I are suited for. I have faith. Tell me. Did your people pick up the fact that somebody's going to be assassinated tonight? What do you think, Governor? So that's why he started running for governor for that city council, huh? Well, if you must know, he takes a certain delight of being able to 
take anything away from his mother that he can. Pawn to e5. Yes. And I'm sure you've taught him your methods. Oh, trust me, he did not need much teaching. He goes... Queen to e7. Well... He did not need much teaching. You see, I am surrounded by very, very capable associates, Governor. And I am not overly concerned that they will fail in the tasks given to them. Queen to E2. He goes, yeah, but surely something. Tell me, what do you know about the assassination? I know it's going to happen at that rally. Is that all? Pray tell. You seem like a man in a sharing mood, and who would I be to get in the way of that? And he goes, not to D5. And he goes, well, sure you're a man who reads the newspapers. I do. And I'm sure you've caught on to the fact that the city council is not too pleased with the fact that because of the recluse, I've had to use a lot of resources to try and rein them in. But what can I say? You're as cunning as I am. Go on. And so, as of right now, until the unfortunate untimely passing of one of the council members, they were going to vote to recall me, so to speak. True. Pawn to C4. However, you see, the only issue with that... Is that, uh, well, they're currently three and three. A very split decision, so to speak. Absolutely. Bishop to a6. And so, all we have to do is tip the balance... In my favor. Which three are against you? Oh, I know. The very most public one is Councilman Reigns. Of course. And the other two councilmen, Councilman, uh, Councilman Helter and Councilman Letters. The other three, well, the other three are regular cult meeting attendees for the Church of the Cleansing Flood. Hmm. Explains a lot. On to G6.
explains a lot. So you'd remove one of them and activate some kind of special election at the death of one of them. Putting in one of your own, I assume, and tipping the balance. Seems like a lot of, uh, seems like a bit of a massive headache to me if all you're going to do is set the world on fire. Gets them off my trail. Pond F4. It does, but for somebody who's so close to being able to see his vision realized, he would still dance this dance. Bishop to G7. And that's where we're going to switch over to Abner. Okay, I thought I solved it. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Tim was listening. <laughs> Alrighty, so Abner, yeah, so during this time, um, are you trying to, like, figure out to get any clues from your audience members during this time? Yeah, because I have, I have a couple of the, uh, stagehands looking out over each of the boxes with the, with the council people, councilmen in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Belvedere's, I, well, he's probably backstage. Um, but I have him, and I have Lamont still in the in the audience mm-hmm. uh so i i would like to see if i'm noticing anything at least from the from the two press boxes sure we'll survey uh my survey is not existed correct yeah of course it is so roll two dice take the lower one you have to convince your eyes two. that you see more than you do so you're not seeing really anything at this time Stage lights are too bright. <laughs> the stage lights are definitely too bright, and even if they are giving you stuff, you, they're blending in. Uh, Man, the stage hands are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> Be great. Invisible. <laughs> um. I, I I got nothing for right now. I uh, I. Th- no, never mind. Yeah, I have nothing for right now. I'm about to say, if you want to say what you think is going on, by all means, let's let's let the audience in on what so, you're thinking. <laughs> originally, I was thinking it was going to be one of the council people, and then I went, well, they all have the thing, the little magic device thingy, so mm. then I stopped worrying about them. Then I got more confused. Um, and then I thought it could be your Lox's parents right. mm-hmm. uh, on the choppy blog. But now I'm back to the council people. <laughs> so I'm not... Or me. I'm also on that list now. Mm-hmm. But I'm less worried. Abner's definitely not going to be worried about himself. Nah, immortal. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can happen to him. <laughs> He's fine. All right. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so... I, uh, you hear uh, Ben Kearns go... All right, I think we have time for one more question. So, uh, yes, you there. Oh, yes, uh, it's one of the Westchesters. In fact, I think it's uh, the matriarch Westchester. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage uh, Juliana Juliana uh, Westchester. She's just going to uh, politely wave as she strides onto the stage. 
And and uh, you hear uh, Ken Burns, not Ken Burns. God damn it! I've been doing you so did well. it to yourself. Ben Kearns go. <laughs> ben Kearns go. All right, Miss Westchester. We're glad to have your audience and your patronage. Tell me, what do you believe? Sorry. Tell me, what is your question for the candidates? Well, I've been thinking about this, and considering recent news, I want to know what both of you plan to do. About the night market. Mr. Lumen, after you. Absolutely, my lovely little sugar cookie. The night market is something that has recently come on most of our radars, I believe. But is it quite right to say that we should outright take them down or anything? They could be helpful to our city, help build us up and make us even stronger than before, using not only our own mental prowess, but their supernatural prowess as well. And so, uh, Ben Kearns go, do you yield your time? For now, sir. But vampires are scary. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, and he goes, Madam Lumen, it is your answer and she goes do we should we really trust what we do not know says you lady that literally my thought (laughs) (laughs) in fact for the longest time wasn't there missing papers about a thomas hornwood taken by the night market These people commit kidnappings. Why should we trust them? I have it on good authority that Thomas was not kidnapped by the night market. As a matter of fact, and I'm going to pull out the the note that um, Breadloaf brought in, the letter that Breadloaf brought in, I have it on good authority that he's being held by somebody you're working rather closely with, Mother. And you kind of hear... (laughs) And you kind of hear kind of an uproar, and you just hear... That lady doesn't got no feet. You hear Ben Kearns go, order, order, order. This is not a part of the debate. Vampires are scary. Unfortunately, Mr. Lumen, I need you to put that back away for now. In the meantime, uh, Abner, roll me a sway. Yay, I'm going to be going to roll a sway. I got a four in that. This is determining. Roll a sway all the way to the bank. currently viewing you. Okay. A five, a two, a three, and a three. Okay. And so uh, the audience is really receptive to you over your mother. And uh, you hear Ben Kearns go, All right, well, we are now out of time for our final remarks. As the voting session ends with a close, we hear, uh, Well, thank you all for coming to this debate. It is now going to be. Just a social ball for the rest of the evening. Everyone is to enjoy their time. And if need be, get out and vote for, you know, truly, the most important people are here tonight with us. Now, thank you and have a good night. And uh, with that, everybody stands up. And as custom, it is expected for the two debating parties to meet in the center and shake hands and wave to the people. Do you do that? I will meet her in the middle. I'm not shaking her hand. And so she goes, and she reaches out her hand for you to shake. 
lovely to speak with you again, Mother. And he goes... And she goes, Yes. I just wish it was under better terms. As do I, actually. I have a question for you, if you wouldn't mind indulging me. Sure. Those friends of yours, it would be ever so lovely to have a couple of them on my team as well. Can you tell me where they came from? She goes, ah, yes, those are members of the church. A very select few that are very, very loyal. Are you saying you want to join? Not myself, no. But uh, these individuals, they are human. I feel the guy in the back. <laughs> they don't got no feet either. <laughs> I feel like there's a roll here. <laughs> Definitely. Just what sway. are you telling me? It's wrong. I'm gonna tell you it's a sway because I want to, I want to convince her to tell me what they are. Roll a sway. Okay. Two, two, one, and a five. Who? Icarus. <laughs> so she goes. All of my flock are human. None of them are supernatural beings. Um, and then just to be safe, I'm gonna um, use mesmerism. So uh, I, she's not gonna remember that this particular conversation happened until we engage again. Okay. So and she's not gonna tell anybody about it, any of this. And you're not gonna engage with her and everything? No, I'm not gonna engage. I hate her. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll engage with her again, but it's not gonna end well. So, <laughs> uh, as you do so, you see Juliana uh, Westchester walk up to you and she goes, Abner, that was a great speech. Come, dance with me. Absolutely. I, th- I think somewhere Archimonde's like, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to jump over to Lee again. You ain't got no feet. <laughs> my favorite character. <laughs> Unnamed guy at the back. <laughs> ain't got no feet, guy. <laughs> ain't got no feet. All right, so Lee, as you approach, uh, you're walking up to uh, the teeth. Armed to the teeth. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> So, as you approach, um, one, this bar looks like it's been heavily barricaded. There's a whole bunch of guns sticking out of it. However, none are shooting at you. And you hear from inside the thing goes, They can come in. Send them up top. You go in? I do. Okay. I'm, but as I go in, I'm going to like keep my head on a swivel and make sure I know where every single one of the people guarding it is and how many backups they have for every um, gun stationed somewhere. All right. You're going to need to do a survey as you go or something, unless you convince me of something else. No, I think survey's good. Okay. Four and one. So yeah, you're able to keep track of most everything around the area, but uh, there is a few that get biased, so you're like, you have a margin of error with it. As of right now, you think there's anywhere between 10 to 15 people between here and the top floor. Okay. 
So, as you get out and you walk across, you notice that there's nobody up on the rooftops. Except for Ella and Faust, who are still very much tied up. How? Uh, hands behind the back sort of deal. Facing away from each other? Uh, facing towards you. Okay. You see this figure, Blackburn, who is decked with this heavy wrought iron armor. And he goes... I was hoping you'd come. You see, I wouldn't be able to outshoot you. You're a better shot than I am. We're going to finish this here. We're going to finish this now. Blackwell, it's so nice that you finally admit the truth. You were jealous of my skills, and that's why you had to frame me. And he goes... Maybe. Maybe I was. But I needed somebody who'd follow orders, and I knew that wasn't you. And so he goes, he steps forward, and he he has a machete in his hand, and he puts it to the neck of Ella. And he goes, Now, drop your guns. She's going to very slowly take them out of the holsters and drop them on the uh, on the roof. All right. So the fine pair of pistols and the rifle. And the rifle. All right. He goes down. He jumps down, lands into the same area you are, and you kind of you guys are kind of like in a pool, so to speak. And he goes, "Let's finish this, Lee." And so. Yeah, you guys are now kind of in a hand-to-hand combat scenario here. What do you want to do? How tall is the pool area? The pool area where you're at, you're in the deep end, so it's 10 feet tall. 10 feet? Yeah. Um, I am going to uh, mentally tell Jack to circle the area, and when he finds an opening, um, go ahead and dive and go for the neck. Okay. And while they're doing that, um, I'm going to reach into my pocket and um, sprinkle some chalk dust around me. Because uh-huh. I'm assuming that this might be a little wet in places. Yeah. Um, sprinkle that chalk dust to help like dry it out and then dry my hands out so that they're not slipping. Okay. And then like keep my hands right above where uh, two of my knives are on my hips um, without making it seem like I'm ready to grab something. Just more like ready to fight hand to hand. All right. And so uh, he's going to come out and he goes... Uh, and he's carrying basically a big machete and he is going to immediately try and attack you with it. And so this is going to be, I want you to roll a skirmish. One and a five. All right. And five, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're able to dodge out of the way of it and everything. And 
yeah, he's just trying to like swipe at you. And are you just dodging or are you actually trying to attack back? Um, at this point, I'm going to dodge to make sure that I have his style of hand-to-hand combat down. Okay. And if it's still the same after all these years, I'm going to be studying that. Uh, roll a study then. Two. You notice that he's definitely been training with heavier armor, and he is a lot faster than he was even five years ago. In the meantime, let's check in with Lox. And now, 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 ladies and gentlemen, here is where we come to an end of part two. Now stick around. Part three will be the conclusion of this epic tale. Thank you for listening.